It's Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017, and you're listening to episode 466 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 46 minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor. My name's Chad. And I'm DJ. All right, so we'd like to welcome DJ as a guest host for this episode. DJ is the host of a podcast called The Greatest Show, and I guested with him and his wife, Trish, if I'm remembering her name right. That is correct. Okay, good, got that one. And I was on episode 140. I will link that in the show notes if you guys want to hear all the fun stuff that I discussed with them. Now, DJ's got a particular topic that I think is of great interest, fun to talk about, and we're going to come back to in just a second. But first, we've got... Two things I want to mention, more announcement-ish, mm. get these out of the way, and then we'll go back to the topic. So the first one is, in case you missed it, I was on the Connections radio show, which is syndicated in a bunch of places in the U.S. They do also archive their shows. Radio? We hate radio. We're podcasters. Well, it's... Yeah. That, that we are natural enemies. <laughs> but... I did cross over into these shark-infested waters, and I did. What's what's mightier than a shark? I was like a Loch Ness monster, and okay, okay, that's what I was. <laughs> a bigger shark, a bigger shark. I was a bigger shark, and anyway, giant squid. Yes, yes. I, oh, yes. I was a gigantic squid with no whale chasing me that made it all the way to the surface and ate these sharks. No, anyway. So connections radio which is a show about relationships and interpersonal dynamics and things like that. And I talked about tabletop role-playing games. I was on there for about 30 minutes. Once again, I will put a link to this in the show notes. I hope you listen to the whole thing. If you just want to hear the part I was on, start at 38 minutes and 40 seconds and go from there. But it was interesting. I tell you, you do not appreciate how... I don't know if ponderous is the right word, but how much more careful or thoughtful podcasting is because we do not get interrupted by breaks for commercials, station IDs, things like that. I was on there for 30 minutes and I swear it was three. I hardly remember starting before it was over and podcasting just, it isn't like that, but I, and I don't know if maybe it was the nerves that maybe because you know, I was kind of anxious because it was a big audience and you don't get a second take because it's radio. I mean, they have the seven seconds of dump, but I was trying not to use that, <laughs> which I successfully avoided using, which is why Brodor was not with me because <laughs> they only have seven seconds, not seven minutes. I was like seven seconds of dump. <laughs> just, just, now I just want to have like speed pooping. <laughs> but... So I swear it went by so fast. All right. But the other thing, Chad, I'll let you explain this one. So we started a Discord server, a Fear the Boot official Discord server. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, it started out as sort of an alternative to TeamSpeak and that sort of thing, what you use for video games, for voice communications. But it's a lot more robust than that. It's like old IRC. You have chat channels. You so you can get in there and you can talk to people and stuff and it's live and you can but you can see the chat history. Um, we have multiple channels for that. We have a uh, dice roller, so you you type in like slash r two d six and it rolls dice and you can 
do whatever you want. I guess role play with that. We haven't actually started that yet, but we also have voice comms as well. We have a general chat that we can talk on that people can actually speak verbally with, not just type. Yeah. Um, and we got a whole bunch of people on it. So, I mean, we use it to play video games on one hand, but we also use it to hang out. We talk about role playing games and video games and general fear of the boot type stuff and just general trade chat. It's actually been pretty fun pretty fun kind of experiment we're doing yeah so i'll put a link to that in the show notes so if you guys want to check out our discord channel hang out on there with some fellow booters talk about rpg stuff hex got die roller make a pickup game i don't know yep. whatever it is that gets you through the work day because and I, you can run it right out of your browser you don't actually have to download anything yeah if you don't want to browser i think there's also mobile versions yep, of there's it, a mobile version so. desktop app it all works great yeah Alrighty, so with those two things out of the way, let's get right down to it. DJ, what we're going to talk about today is something that we have talked about a couple times in the past. Can't remember if we've made it a main topic, but we've certainly mentioned it in passing. I think might have made it a main topic once, but it's worth coming back to. And this concept is gamifying your life, all right, or adding the same things that motivate us in a role-playing game or a video game to aspects of our life that drive us to do self-improvement in any number of ways, whether it's physical health, whether it's learning a new skill, whatever it might be. And I want you to talk about what you have come up with. And and we're going to kick that around and talk about some other websites that do this and we just got a whole buffet of ideas here, but I'm going to pass it to you first. All right. The basic important information to know to, to start off with is the, the bullet journal part. The Anyone that doesn't know about it, go to bulletjournal.com. It'll give you, there's a rundown on how to do a bullet journal. But I took that concept to organize my own life because I am a terrible organizational individual. Can you explain it in brief? You just it, did. He's terrible at organization. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe the answer is no. I, <laughs> right. Uh, the briefest I think I can boil it down to is it's a simple, no frills way to organize and schedule things so you don't forget them. Okay. I took that basic concept and I threw a gamification over it because I wanted. I, I was I was doing terrible at bullet journaling because I am want to do. And I decided to make certain tasks have XP and other tasks take a hit on hit points, and that helped me get more in a direction and improve things. And then I set up little quests and stuff like that to add into the things, and that helped me with, like, learning the basics of Vietnamese was one of my quests. And you use this to level up as you go. So it's literally an RPG using your life as the basis. I went ahead and looked it up while you were talking. The tagline is get done or get shot down. And that's how they tie it into the bullets. Did you make that up? I did. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at you. You didn't look up. <laughs> I, I know that that wasn't accurate because <laughs> so I know how that works. So, uh, is, so you came up with this role-playing game, which you called the, you just abbreviated bullet journaling in a, a kind of profane way. And you made <laughs> yeah, up the, the, the Bujo RPG. Is that, that, is correct. that is correct. Okay. 
And this was linked for a while off of the front page of the bullet journaling site. Is that RPG still available somewhere if somebody wanted to see it? It is available on my website. I've left every single version up, which there aren't a whole lot of them, but it's emeraldspecter.com, and that's E-R at the end, not R-E or O-R, because that's crazy spelling. <laughs> okay, and so we'll have links to all this in the show notes, so if you are in your car or on the subway, you don't need to carve this into the person next to you. You'll just find it in the show notes. So the reason that I wanted to talk about this as a broader topic is obviously one of the things that's fairly common to the human condition is we all want to improve ourselves in some way. Now, some people hit a cycle of depression where they see themselves falling so far behind intellectually, physically, emotionally, whatever it is they're trying to do, that they just give up completely. But I think even still, somewhere deep within that depression or whatever, is this desire that we want to be better. We want to be something more than we are. And the problem that we run into is these tasks seem so enormous. These tasks seem so huge. So if you're in terrible physical shape, you know, you're massively overweight, can't walk to the fridge without winding yourself. If you're trying to learn a new language you don't know a single word of, if you're trying to learn how to play the piano and have never touched one of the keyboards in your life, whatever it is, these tasks become very, very daunting. They become very overwhelming. Or maybe this is an issue of mental health. Maybe it's not a skill. Maybe you have social anxiety and you need to do something like get out the door and go to the grocery store or do general tasks of self-care like taking a shower or making an appointment to see a therapist or whatever it is. But the point is that everyone has something in their life that they wish was better than it is. And I think the two things that can really help you get this done is, first of all, to break that large task into smaller, more achievable tasks. But then secondly is to try and understand those tasks as goals themselves. Here's what I mean. It's very, very daunting to look in the mirror. I'll take myself as an example. And I'm not a fat guy. I'm, I'm actually a tall, skinny guy for anyone who's seen me. But I can look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm not in any great physical shape. And I can picture in my head what I've looked like when I have been exercising, you know, when I'm much better physically defined and things. I don't have the build to ever be shredded. But, you know, I can be much better than that. And trying to picture what it takes to get from where I am to where I want to be is very intimidating. But if I could take that into smaller tasks and say, you know, all I have to do is just something today, three or four basic exercises, heck, one basic exercise, get out and walk around the block, walk a half mile, whatever it is. But I come up with some smaller task. And then what I do is that task itself becomes a rewarded goal. So I don't have to look in the mirror and see the end product to feel like I've made it. All I have to do is take this one day at a time, one task at a time, and there is something built into the system that rewards me. Because let's be honest, with many of the tasks I'm talking about, cleaning your house, learning a language, self-care with mental health issues, etc., etc., the individual steps in this task usually aren't terribly rewarding. In fact, a lot of times they're kind of discouraging because all they remind you of is how far you have left to go or how hard simple things are for you. And what things like the blowjob RPG or 
Wow. <laughs> you cannot be surprised I took it there. Come on. <laughs> I, can. I, just I can and I will. <laughs> so DJ's Bujo RPG. And we're going to mention some others here as well. But we're, we're going to focus on DJs because he's the one on the show with us, not these other jackasses. So we're, we're focused mostly on the DJ booth. paid. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets his spot. <laughs> DJ's yeah. check clear. I don't know. These other guys, I don't these know. These other guys, that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they don't got shit. All I know is Mr. Franklin's lonely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but so with, with DJ's Bujo RPG and with some of these other things we're going to talk about, they take the things and, and let's just take a role playing game as example, generic dungeon crawl. You, know, you see a reward in what you do because you kill that monster, you get that XP, you get that piece of loot. There is something that immediately rewards you on your path to the biggest number. So if you're level three trying to get to level 20, the fact that you made it to level four and got a plus one sword, that's a reward along the way that serves as its own motivation. Even if you're not into what Chad calls making numbers go up, which I think is correct, you know, there's still a thing of, well, we've accomplished these tasks or explored these character themes. And so there are still these individual goals, these mm. bricks that help build that wall, that building of the big plot, the big goal, you know, the whole thing to experience, the elements of story, the individual pieces. And this is something that creates that reward cycle because we as a species were wired to respond to immediate rewards. Right. Well, there's a, in weightlifting, there's this famous weightlifter guy, just a monster. I mean, he's just huge, right? And he's got this. His name's Bigfoot. Yeah, no. He's got this saying where everyone wants to look like a weightlifter, but nobody wants to lift heavy ass weight. And it's true because weightlifting sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot of effort. But you don't walk into the gym and start lifting hundreds and hundreds of pounds. You start lifting like one pound or you lift, you know, like the bar stuff. Yeah. You lift the bar without any weights on it. You, you go through the exercises. You're not building any muscle. You're, you're not trying to do that. It is momentum. And that's what this does. That, that's what this system does with either in DJ's role playing gamification of it or the bullet system itself, or any of the other different flavors of it, it gets you started. You need momentum. Like with the gym, you need to get used to, like I do three days, you three days or five days, whatever, of going to the gym. On this day, I go to the gym, I check that off, I get my reward, I love checking things off. Until it is second nature, until you're just going and going. Do you know why social media is so addictive for some people? Because of the fact they put something out there, and then they go back and they look and they read the comments. They look at all the likes. The, you know, they, they check mm -hmm. to see who liked it, who hearted it. That's who, a Skinner box. Yes, it, that's exactly what it is. And it basically gives you that little... B.F. Skinner, psychologist. Yeah. Brodor was giving me that look. Like, no, this no, is something when you, sexual. When you, when you said Skinner box... I just immediately went to Edward Gein and I thought about, you know, a shoebox of vaginas. I'm like, what is a Skinner box? It's, 
And there the show goes. <laughs> Welcome to Fear the Boot, DJ. You're now one of us. <laughs> I mean, but then, but meanwhile, while all this is going on, like, you're talking about Bujo, and I'm like, what is this subversive Bushido jack-off philosophy? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Just like, you know, they're... Cause they're like, because I could jack off. And ninjas are cool. They've sworn themselves to celibacy, right? <laughs> Except they're allowed to jack off. But that's their gamification. If they've lived a good day and they've lived Bushido to the fullest, right. then they can totally blow a load in a sake jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing all this down. <laughs> that's, where, that's where the Brodor brain goes. So I was like, I was like, I was like a Skinner box. Is that for like shaving truffle? Like it's just filled with nipples. What? what, what <laughs> so anyway, yeah. what happened to you? <laughs> what? On this journey of life, where did you get on this horrible off ramp of depravity? <laughs> so, okay. In all seriousness, though, I'm fascinated by the concept mechanically so for example going back to the weightlifting example Mm -hmm. you know you have leveled up when you go from doing sort of the the rote exercise with the Mm -hmm. bar to actually adding weight you have achieved a level so how mechanically does it work i mean just for example how do you assign value to a task so this particular task is worth x xp where this task is worth 2XXP. I, I want DJ to chime in on this. Before he does, I'm going to cut him off in Fear the Boots style. Hey, <laughs> so shut up, DJ. Wow. Yeah. The adults are you hear talking. That, you, hear that, you hear that wet rattle of nipples in the Skinner box? <laughs> well, I took it more like I was Taylor Swift getting ready to accept. And Dan was... Uh, Kanye West. Uh, Yeezy? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to cut you off a minute. I'm, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but You paid, so we'll give you that. We'll let you finish. <laughs> but, but, you know, no, that's why social media, for example, is so addictive is because what people do is they go out there and they they put out just a little bit of something and then people come in and they say predominantly validating things and yes there's always that asshole we tend to remember that person but mostly people tend to validate us that's why facebook has a like button and not a dislike not a dislike exactly in fact they've resisted calls for a dislike button because they want it to be affirming because yep. what happens is when you see those likes and when you see the people commenting, it actually does kick off a little burst of chemicals and such in your brain that rewards you for that. And so that's what keeps you coming back. Now imagine if we could put this in a more productive sort of scenario where I don't have to look in the mirror and see, oh my gosh, I'm swole and feel better. I can simply do a couple sets of push-ups or walk around the block or whatever and get something out of that that gives me that immediate well, you, reward. Yeah, you need the immediate reward or, or reason, especially like with, with exercise and health, whether you're trying to lose weight or gain. Some people are trying to gain weight, gain muscle, gain fitness or something like that because the goal, what you're trying to hit, what you're trying to reach is not apparent for a long time. Yes, he's correct. Like weightlifting, I've been weightlifting for a year. I did not see any physical difference for like a month or two. And even then it was very subtle. And so that that's why, again, like programs like this are great because the reward mechanism, the, the motivational mechanism is not, oh, you know what? I got some nice abs. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, that takes like a year. It's instead of, 
hey, you know what? I went to the gym three times this week. That is X amount of XP and ding, I leveled up or whatever. Yeah. So, DJ, go ahead. I want you to talk about how both in Bujo and in general, we would individually reward these tasks. Well, because I use the Bujo RPG specifically to learn Vietnamese, and I am still in that process, I've been learning Vietnamese since about April because of uh, I'm, a, I'm a mailman, and I have a good chunk of my customers are Vietnamese. They all speak English, but I wanted to converse with them in their own language, so it was, it was kind of fun to do. Um, what I specifically did was I set it up as, uh, to use a, a Dungeons & Dragons term, uh, quest. And the first leg of the quest was the simplest one, which was learn one word. Just one word. You learn it, use it a couple times with people, make sure it's good, make sure your pronunciation's good. Next step is five, and then it's ten, and then it's, uh, I think I went to fifty after that. But the increments are role-playing game like so that you're making some sort of progress but you're not getting a reward for every little thing you're doing you're just you're shooting for it and uh you see the finish line but you're not getting rewarded at every yard line on the way there why did i use a lot of analogies that can be your next goal less analogies <laughs> less, less idioms I, I also did weightlifting but it was it's been three at least three years ago now, and I'm in the same boat that Chad was, whereas I went, and I knew going in, I'm not going to see any results for a long time. So at first, my body adjusting to it, I dropped a, a decent chunk of weight right away, but then it stopped coming off, so I stopped looking at the scale because I noticed that the the belly was getting smaller and my legs were getting more defined, but I wasn't seeing the, the scale number drop anymore, so I, I changed what I was gauging my success on yeah it's you know, muscle the, and fat way differently that actually brings up an interesting concept too is that there are affirming things that are actually bad to use as goalposts yes and i i was thinking the same when, thing that you have to be careful about how you pick your metrics well, yeah like weight loss like and i'm not talking gym or anything i'm just talking straight i'm dieting losing weight the scale is like the metric you use, I've lost this many pounds. And it's not, I mean, the scale is your enemy. When that number doesn't quite click far enough or as much as you did the last time, then you get discouraged. Or maybe you're hitting the scale too much. Maybe you're getting on too much and you're just, no one loses weight that fast. Yeah. And so you don't see it move. And so you feel like you're failing. Yeah, exactly. Because weight is something that you would have to track over time. Right. Because your body does waver mm -hmm. within a few pounds every single day, and you have... Oh, within the day and stuff. Yeah, and, and even men, just like women, we have about a 28-day cycle mm -hmm. of weight fluctuations. I think in men, actually, it's a little bit longer than that. But the point is that we do have fluctuations over time in weight, so you'd have to look at a trend. But what you could look at is you could use something like my fitness pal right. or my daily plate or Which whatever. Is amazing. And you could look at say, okay, these are my goals for caloric intake, mm -hmm. protein. This is how I want to limit my carbs, my sodium, whatever. And you could say, I hit that. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I think is a little bit fairer of a metric. And Chad, well, and you know, another metric that some people use a, a bit more subtly, they might not even think that they're using it like in losing weight, for instance, people complimenting you saying, you know, oh, hey, man, you're looking great. Oh, man, you're really slimming up. I mean, because you know what? That feels great. It is yeah, amazing. It's like looking at somebody and saying, hey, I can see your neck again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I can see my penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but 
that well dries up. You know, you only have a certain circle of friends and you only are losing so much weight and people can and should only compliment you so much. Well, and I think that's know? also to put your self-esteem much in the less hands your, of other people. Exactly. Much bad. less your sense of success on the hands of other people. Yeah. I mean, if if I was going to do this with writing, I might say that getting down 500 words in an evening is my goal. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that getting a five-star review on Amazon is my goal because I can't control you, that. And, and especially you'll get a hundred five-star reviews in one one-star review, but guess which one you read? Yeah, exactly. It's the one-star review. Precisely. Something else I think you can look at in this, I'm going to talk about some other mechanisms and ideas here, but something else that I think that helps is if you do this in groups, it creates social pressure. Now, I don't mean social pressure in a negative way. I'm not talking about accountability. Right. Accountability is the word that I think would be better to use is let's say, for example, we set this game up in such a way that for our quest, uh, we have a game master and the game master plays out the monster the way a game master normally would. We roll initiative, the monster attacks. It's now Chad's turn to go and he's playing the fighter. Well, in order to successfully attack, he must have worked out that day. And then each whatever, and I don't know how we would quantify this, but each whatever that he did gives him a D6 of damage. The monster counterattacks. Well, let's say maybe as the healer, I can heal him one hit point for every 100 words of writing or 50 words of writing that I got done that day. And so we can... So the, the activities don't even need to be linked. Precisely. The activities don't need to be linked, but... We are now working together, and I know that Chad and Brodor and DJ and whoever else is in our group is relying upon me to do my part to keep things going. And so it creates that accountability because I have to tell these people I did it or I didn't do it and explain to them here's why. And if you're doing this in a healthy fashion, if you fail at that, if I don't get my 500 words of writing in, they're not going to excoriate me. They're not going to tear me down. But I don't know if that Gorgon ate me and I'm doing all my squats, <laughs> but you can't get out 400 words. But I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but, you know, uh, they can come in and say, hey, what's going on? You know, is there something that's, that's holding you up? Is there something we can help you with or, or whatnot? But it creates that sense of accountability. And so I think that's another great mechanism in this, that not only do you have your own rewards of you did a D6 of damage, or in the case of some of these places we're going to talk about, like Duolingo, for example, you actually unlock badges and achievements Mm -hmm. that you see like on a scorecard. There's all kinds of ways to break this down, but you can create a social interconnectedness or accountability that also keeps us going. I really like that idea of the accountability factor, which is very, very helpful for a lot of people in these activities. You you have teams losing weight or exercising or writing or doing any number of activities together. And I never thought about the aspect of gamification of this with unrelated activities, because in the end, it's just an abstraction layer, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what the activity is. It's a matter of achieving the goals. Bingo. And you just have to find some reasonable way to point it out. And fun way, too. Yeah, a reasonable and fun way to point it out. Or Except when that out. Gorgon eats me. 
and I get really angry at you because <laughs> I did my damn squats. <laughs> Why didn't you I, write? <laughs> I'm happy that Dan explained it because when he said accountability at first, it was using the gym analogy. Hey, DJ, you haven't been to the gym in the last couple of weeks. What's going on? Well, I just I haven't been motivated to go. And then you kind of get you know reinvigorated by everybody else that's there, and then you keep going. But I like the whole disconnected part of that a whole lot better because then not and then it's not just a bunch of gym people right it's it's the writer and the gym guy and, well, the, you know, and i think something else you could also throw in is because of the fact that i mean real life happens obviously yeah. but also if you want to give yourself let's say milestone goals so let's say maybe i as the healer i heal so many points for each number of words I write or each bit of a book I read mm-hmm. and maybe exercise as well. Who knows? We come up with all kinds of stuff. It doesn't have to be one thing. We could be attacking many things at once. But maybe once I reach a certain point threshold, that gives me some time off. And so at 10,000 words written, I get a healing potion that I can hand out in place of writing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good thing because if you're writing, you ought to take breaks. If you're working out, you absolutely yeah, have to take you breaks. have to take yes, days off <laughs> and indeed whole weeks off if you're doing it over the long term to let your body rehabilitate. It gives you the ability if you're dieting to have a cheat meal and not feel the need to crucify yourself thereafter. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you some room to fall off the horse if you put in these little catches, you know, that that pick up that, OK, you made it thus far. Maybe you didn't do it this week. Because you had a family emergency or you're just depressed or whatever. Who cares what the reason is? But you've got something that you've achieved as a milestone that now is is sitting there. And you can say, you know what? Thank heavens I made it to 10,000 words in my attempt at writing this novel because now I can take a week off and Chad doesn't get eaten by the Gorgon (laughs) because I had this potion that I had earned along the way. If only Brodor hadn't snorted it. Rectally, yes. You would not believe how I can inhale with this butt. Whenever I play D anD D with Brodor, the first question is: Can the healing potions be suppositories? Every time. Oh, my constitution and strength are ripped so that my character can do handstands and just shake every last bit out, every last drop. And then I fart. There's a little gurgle bubble. Every game he plays Sir John of McAfee. (laughs) Ew. All right, so I want to mention some other places that have done things like this. So we have, of course, the bullet journaling thing, and for that, DJ wrote the Bujo RPG. And DJ, am I correct? You're thinking about or, or are in the process of writing a second edition of this that expands upon it. I am. I think I went too lofty with my goal, so I I haven't written anything, mainly because it's the Christmas season. I don't really have time, but I I wanted to include things that you could do as part of the in-world while you weren't able to do. Because, I mean, you only have so much time in a day to do certain tasks, so once those are done, you know, I wanted to give some more, like, story to the idea but i think i went too lofty and i'm I'm trying to reevaluate how far back i have to dial it in order to move forward again and as far as i know i am the only one that has gamified bullet journaling so i, I haven't found anything else like it so i mean in that aspect i think i'm the only one so far so other things that are like this or kind of play similarly habitica i'm going to put a link to that in the show notes it's spelled habit and then add ICA onto the end, so Habitica. 
Uh, that's a game that's much like this, where you set individual goals, the goals are pointed out, and then that becomes a quest. There's one for exercise specifically, and most of the stuff on there, the it's and I believe it's all physical fitness, but they have different fitness routines that are based on like D&D classes and such. But they do have a way where doing these can tie together into a, a sort of adventuring mechanic. And that's on a website called Derby. I, I believe it's Derby, not Darby. But I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then one of the ones that we've mentioned several times on this show, which is a language learning website called Duolingo that breaks which down. Dan and I have completely failed at yet. That is our fault. And it is a wonderful site. Well, <laughs> however, I, there is one thing that stuck with me. I know maybe a dozen or two dozen words in Spanish, but I learned and have not forgotten from Duolingo La Manzana, <laughs> which is Spanish for the apple. <laughs> Congratulations. I have forgotten everything else. I learned from Duolingo. All the other Spanish I know I learned from either bilingual signs like on buses or from talking to carlos family except that La you know duolingo has klingon i know mm-hmm. did you know duolingo or uh, klingon is actually a recognized language by the library of congress awesome yeah we have to support it in our medical software it's ridiculous <laughs> i'm not for anyone who thinks i'm joking i'm not <laughs> with me with the duolingo the only thing i can remember is toy la danong which is i am the man in vietnamese nice <laughs> so it'd be like learning i am the machine in russian it's just <laughs> you have to knock that out early but with duolingo it has tasks so for example you might pick i want to learn family names and so learning father, sister, mother, brother, th- that gets you a little badge or something yeah. saying that they have you... like kitchen, shopping, education, children. Yeah, it, it, it has all kinds, categories, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. I need to dip back into it. It's been a long time. and I don't even remember these options. See, we need to get you back into Duolingo. We need to get you back in the gym. I'm sure there's yeah. something now. See, we need to have this adventuring party. We I'm do. sure Brodor needs something like I don't know, be less filthy. But <laughs> you know, see, that's exactly it. so. All of he my... shaved the mustache. Uh, that right there. If we were playing the fifty game, DKP, yeah, <laughs> it'd be fifty DKP right there. <laughs> Mine would be things that I don't do would get me victory points. Like so, for every beer that I don't have <laughs> in the course of a day, I get ten XP. Yeah, and every time I don't think about shooting myself. I get 10 XP. Well, you can have like and, a swear jar. Yeah. And every time you night, either say nor think something obscene, you get to put a quarter in that well, jar. Okay. So let's, let's roll back on the think. How about I just don't say yeah, baby steps obscene. here? Yeah. We can't put the weights on the bar yet. He's learning the routine. Precisely. Yeah. I think that he's putting the 10,000 words on the bar and lifting that. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That is an interesting concept of because we've been talking about sort of positive conditioning. So I want to lose weight by following this plan. I want to gain muscle. I want to learn a language. I want to write. I want to do, do, do something. But can this be used to unlearn it? To unlearn it. Yeah. To stop doing something. I want to stop smoking. Yeah. Don't ever stop smoking. Don't, if, if you smoke sick, okay. If you do not smoke cigarettes, do not start. Right. If you smoke cigarettes, let it kill you. <laughs> Quitting smoking is f***ing horrible. Yeah, so is the it, way it kills you. I, I've watched somebody die from 
I watched too many people die. Well, Brodor is wrong. If you are smoking, for God's <laughs> sake, stop. Well, okay. Well, so let's say let's so take cigarettes as an example. Cigarettes, All right. Yeah. Let's say a pack of cigarettes. What twenty cigarettes? Yeah, sure, it's twenty. Okay, it's twenty cigarettes. Let's say twenty, 20 delicious, delicious. <laughs> oh, tasty, tasty <laughs> cancer treats. Uh, let's let's. Oh. All right, fine. Let's say you smoke two packs a day. So you, I did. Porter, <laughs> you're not helping. So let's. God, I love smoking so much. <laughs> I so, worked with a woman who quit smoking for like twenty years. She said she's she's twenty years later. She still wakes up and has smoking dreams uh, where she wakes up. She gets right? to taste it when she wakes I do. up. So when I used to go every year for when I was when I was in Gamma, every year I'd go to Vegas for the Gamma trade show. And for that week, I was a smoker again. <laughs> and it was amazing. So let's say you're smoking 40 cigarettes a day. So two pack. Goodness. Well, you can stop. Lot. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere. Work it backwards. Right. So for each of those cigarettes you don't smoke, you do a point of damage or a point of healing or, or something to that effect. And in the game. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> for each of those cigarettes you don't smoke, if we're rolling the attack, you get a plus one to your attack roll. Right. I mean, you could come up with any number of ways of putting this into rules, but you can start to count backwards. If you have an alcohol abuse problem, you could do the same or thing. Not even necessarily abuse. Just drink too much. Yeah, you just drink too yeah. much. Uh, start counting backwards for each serving of alcohol, which is an ounce and a half, I think, of actual alcohol, or, or three quarters of an ounce under the new standards. But you start working backwards on that being worth so many points. If you have a habit of hair pulling, mm-hmm. I don't know, that one would get harder to count because how do you notice how often you're chewing your fingernails or pulling your hair or in the Bujo RPG, I even went simpler because there are things around the house that my wife wishes I'd do all the time. So I added them in as the – I didn't get any XP for them. Those are the things I took damage for if I didn't do them. Like early on, it was like clean the cat box. So, I mean, just not cleaning the litter box, I'd take like a third of my hit points of damage right there. And that helped build that too to get out of the habit of not doing That's things. an interesting way of looking at it of – Trying to take the positive and negative habits, and maybe it's it's always that clean of the negative habits are damaged, the positive habits are help, or maybe you intermix the two, but you try to work it out such that the things you have to do leave you in the negative. You're losing the game if you remain where you are, and you can mix up avoiding or fixing problematic habits and pursuing positive habits to get your points into positive territory. That's kind of how I broke it up, but the penalty for losing all of your hit points in Buju RPG version 1 is not being able to earn XP for a week. So you have to still keep doing the things, otherwise you just keep that zero hit points, but it helps you get back into the habit of you know doing things automatically rather than, oh man, I really got to clean the litter box today. That preempted my question because I was going to ask you, how many times has your character died, and what were the tasks that killed him? <laughs> I have only twice, only twice have I ever gone to zero hit points. So um, it was that second time I'm like, these are really simple things that I'm not doing. I just, I don't understand why. And I now I'm dead. It's so yeah. simple, but now I'm dead. <laughs> it, it was right around that time when I started working on the next version, too. But it's, I was trying to build the habits is what I was looking at. 
So do you have tasks that you repeat, simple things that you would want to accomplish every day or reoccurring weekly tasks? Like for me, I would have a daily task of get up in them guts. And every time I got up in my old lady, I would get XP. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I would be lacking in so many points there. Um, (laughs) The new version, I'm trying to break things down into a daily, weekly, monthly thing, because there are things that I wanted to be able to do that I didn't have a way to translate that in version one. So version one, it's all daily. And then the quests are your long-term things. But version two, you can break it down. Like, get up in your lady. I, Wait, you, them guts. Yeah, that, 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 that's yes. a solo quest. I'm not, I'm not going to be here. Uh, Bujo is a solo quest. <laughs> the whole thing is a solo quest. <laughs> okay. That is that is one. Yeah, that's a good point, too, is that I would love to have a way to include other people. But, A, I don't know anyone else that bullet journals. And, B... It's a it's an analog thing. It's not a digital thing. So, I mean, you're literally writing stuff down in a book with a pencil and or pen to phone? accomplish this. Because you can do Google I, Drive or something like that. Yeah, it's, I would think there's got to be ways of sharing this out over. Once I got Bujo developed enough, I was going to, as part of one of my quests, learn how to program in Swift to make an iPhone app. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that is a goal in the future. Except go for Android. But yeah, uh, I'm, a, I I'm an Apple fan. I'm an Apple fanboy, so I got Apple everything. I'm surprised you were able to say I am an Apple fanboy. Oh, Mm. man. Sorry. Uh, A question mark fanboy. (laughs) There you go. Apple. I'm not above making jokes about it. I I, I laughed at all the you can only fold your iPhone six once or whatever version (laughs) that was. So, DJ, while we got you on here, do you have a stroke? you yeah, I did. Toast. I smell toast. <laughs> that, wow. That's your goal. That's your goal. Not to smell toast not to, for a whole not day. Not to stroke out. <laughs> not to stroke um, out for a whole day. So <laughs> 5 XP. All right. So once again, check the show notes for links to all these different places that have these gamification tools. And look, we're all creative types. I strongly encourage you guys to make or improve upon tools you know f- make your own or find the ones that are out there and improve upon heck we got this discord thing maybe we should start channels for different adventuring groups there start getting people together into groups and ha- giving them frameworks to work out their goals and things like that so I, there's all kinds of opportunities here but dj while we got you on i was wondering if you tell us a bit about your show the greatest show quote unquote trademark <laughs> well <laughs> so there's there's more than just that, but that's the one that we have the most social connectivity with. The um, my best friend and I, uh, Bob is my best friend. He we were in the Navy together. Um, he lives in Indiana. I live in Portland, Oregon, and we connected. Geez, it was like 20 years after we both got out, so it was a 20 year gap from when we spoke to each other. And we had talked a couple of times uh, over uh, FaceTime because we both had iPhones at the time, and. I suggested to him that we kind of throw these conversations we were having onto a podcast. So that's the the first 40 to 50 episodes are literally just me and him telling stories. And then we started, you know, expanding. Like my wife joined the cast. She was doing cooking early on, and then she started in on the conversations. And then I added more hosts. You can boil that one down to a weekly, con- or almost weekly conversation between people about 
generally geeky subjects. I used to avoid politics and religion like the plague, but I changed the theory that you can have a civil conversation about politics without getting too heated, plus people can get geeky about politics, so we did that. I also have a solo show called The Spectre Show, which has been fairly Bujo RPG heavy, and then I just started a Pro Chess League podcast. There's a league that's a professional rapid online is what Pro stands for, where they have they form teams and play chess. Yeah, he was telling me when I was on a show that apparently St. Louis is becoming a big it is home. A, it's a huge chess capital, I, which I had yeah. no idea. that We're so, the home of the... Uh, I uh, our Russian community was that large. No, well, actually, I believe it's... We have, like, the American team here or something like that, or some representative, some national... I, I'm not plugged into the scene, so... When grandmasters around the world look at some place to move if they don't want to live in their home country, St. Louis is one of the top five locations. So you guys have a good chunk of the top 100 players in the world living in St. Louis. Yep. We also have the Chess Hall of Fame, I believe. Yeah, there was about 10, 20 years ago, there was this big push to bring chess into St. Louis. And there's there are some wealthy people who live in St. Louis. And uh, they're like, yeah, chess, awesome. Let's throw money at this and make it happen. And here we are. They're doing a good job because they've got other cities going, hey, wait, what about us? Yep. So, And one of the guys that was working at the St. Louis Chess Center um, decided to open one in, in Atlanta. And it's much smaller, obviously, but he's he's trying to build the same vibe. So there's already copycats popping up. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, DJ, thank you very much for joining us. It was a lot of fun talking to you. I, I enjoyed being on, and I liked having you on my show, too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Now you two kiss. <laughs> no, he's not my Pete. Oh, oh. God, Pete's so hot. <laughs> That's true. How does it even how how does it even happen? <laughs> it's like when I look at Christina Hendricks. I just don't think that that's it's it's proper. <laughs> so, either there will be lots of links to the show notes. We talked about a bunch of stuff, and so you'll find all that. I'm gonna go home at Bujo thinking about Pete. <laughs> You will not find that. (laughs) As for the rest of you guys, thank you for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See ya. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2017. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. Fear the Boot is also a member of the RPG Academy Network of Shows. You can find other great shows in this network at therpgacademy.com slash network.